Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Lonnie, it's a fact well known on this podcast that I like to rant about things. Mm-hmm. Um, get quite passionate when things are not great. And keeping that in mind, I think today's podcast is going to be potentially long and mm-hmm. probably be about 90% of me just yelling about how bad this was. Do you need me here or should I just go? Maybe I'll just take this and... one on my own, honestly. Okay. Um, <laughs> unless you want to join in on the roast, in which case you're very welcome. It's more than a roast, I think. It's a takedown. Yeah. Let's do it. Hello there, this is I Only Like You and Movies. Well, this time, we don't like movies. We actually hate movies. We hate them. We think they should never have existed. <laughs> My name's Lonnie, I'm here with Sine. Hi. Um, wow, okay. Blonde. The film we were excited for. Because? Because we, well, we like Anna. She's always great. Um, it looks like it's an interesting take on Marilyn Monroe. Um, and the rest of the cast as well, obviously, um, pretty well known and interesting. Um, no, unfortunately not. Terrible this film. This was awful. This is probably one of the worst films I've ever seen, maybe. Don't think it should have existed. So many complaints. Just so many. I don't even know where to begin. Well. Why don't we begin with what it's about? Supposedly it's about Marilyn Monroe, her life. It's a, a sort of cradle-to-grave to um, biopic. But it's not. It's, it's actually based off a novel which was inspired by Marilyn Monroe's life, but actually very much artistic license was used and even more artistic license was used for the film. Um, it's just... It's really sad and, and gross. I, I almost turned it off after about 10 minutes. I was just like, I'm not sure what I'm getting out of this. Mm-hmm. And I persevered, and I, and I, but I felt that feeling pretty much the rest of the, the film. Mm-hmm. It um, it just feels like... It feels like it's taking her life and making it just... Let's take the worst thing about what humanity can do and I think it's almost trying to say that, that like what happened to her was bad, but like let's do it again and sort of savor it and rub her face in it while we're doing it. It felt to me like he was saying, look, I'm exploiting her again and you're being part of it. Look, I'm exploiting her. It's like, okay, we get it. Thank mm. you for your contribution to modern cinema. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you – Why? Why was this yeah. needed? Like, it just felt icky. So icky and disgusting and misogynistic and trauma-porny and completely mm. unnecessary. 
Absolutely. And like you could even you could tell the same sort of story without it being trauma porn, as you just said. It it it's the how it was done, not so much what it was what it was doing, mm. I think. Um what what in particular did you like what what about it made you respond that way in particular? God, they just paint her as this waif of a thing who has like two brain cells when we all know that Marilyn's whole thing is that she she put on Marilyn Monroe as a persona she knew that pretending to be dumb and sexy is what would get her ahead in her career and it's hinted at like she reads um Chekhov and is really interested in philosophy and that kind of stuff and they sort of touch on that but they don't let that embody any of her character She's just this breathy, like, person who's like, oh, my gosh, pasta exists. And I swear to God, if she called Adrian Brody daddy one more time, I was going to throw something at the screen. It's like the the rationale of the film is that she was let down by everyone in her life, but then we'll let her down some more by depicting her as the stupidest, most disgusting. And she had trauma in her life. Let's put that again on film mm-hmm. and make it even worse and actually make up some extra trauma just to throw in there as well. Just just to really just show how shit her life was. And while we're doing this, let's also exploit Anna de Armas and make her take her top off for every single um, shot and we'll make sure her nipples are framed in shot. We won't film any of the other people naked, just her. We're really, really trying to capture the essence of her nipples in this film. Ugh. But about that, like obviously she's very beautiful and that's been shown in other films as well previously. But after a while in this film, I wasn't appreciating her beauty. It kind of just, it felt a bit sick and I think it's that male gaze yes, it, sort of idea. It felt to it me, didn't feel like she was sexy. It felt like no, she was being exploited. Absolutely. It felt like here's a young actress who English is not her first language, who has been taken advantage of by this director. And I know that doesn't give her enough credit in terms of her agency and she could have chosen not to do the film. I completely understand that. But the way it came across was very, very creepy and unnerving, really. And the biggest thing is, I don't think she's a very good Marilyn Monroe. I don't think she should have been cast in this film. I think she was completely miscast. Firstly, hire an actress who looks like her. Probably the first step that you would do. Don't just put a blonde wig on any actress. I mean, Marilyn wasn't Hispanic and she can't get the voice right because she has an accent and that's totally fine. And I saw, I think, a YouTube short with her when she said, oh, I knew I couldn't do the voice so I tried to more capture the essence of her. It's like, well, then why are you here? Why are you here then? And the whole thing about Marilyn Monroe, like why are you getting a size 6 Ana de Armas to play her? The whole point of Marilyn, she was like 12 to 14. She was buxom. She was body positive like this whole they just miss the whole point of her as a person i feel by just yeah, casting so it... the new hot young thing without thinking about oh is this actually a good casting well i think it was supposed to be subversive and she's like modern day marilyn is perhaps what they're going for maybe i don't know it shouldn't have been about marilyn monroe they should have made it about some other character some made-up person if they were gonna yeah. do all those things and not to mention, like, they've invented, like, some abortion oh past of their life. 
And like, not even the stuff they do with the abortion is awful, obviously. And they have the fetus talking to her and saying, please don't abort me, which is just please don't hurt me, wild. Mommy. Just wild that he even put that in a film, even if it was maybe subversive. I don't know. But it's, I don't know what to, where to go with that. But just the very fact of that there's no evidence that she even never had an abortion. So yeah, I was it gonna... was made up and then we're awful. You know, it's a two-step process there. I was going to ask your thoughts on this about biopics, right? Because I think on the podcast before you've said that, well, firstly, it's quite well known that you hate when they change small things, um, like in hidden figures right at the end, they change the timing of the rocket launch or something happened. And you're like, why would you do that? Like you were completely adhering to fact the whole time and then you just change something just for dramatic tension. But it tells same... Fifth Song where she makes it into a dog when it's a cat or vice versa. <laughs> yes. The bit in Hamilton where he turns to this audience and says George Washington was known as, well, Hamilton was known as a tomcat or something. Never even had a cat. I did a whole podcast. I'm missing out about this. <laughs> Link Terrible. in the show notes. Um, but I think you, you've also said that don't do a straight biopic, sort of play with some of the devices. But obviously I'm not saying that you endorse this, but how do you think that this film veers away from what you're saying about making not just a straight biopic well my thing on that is it's not so much you go all out if you're going to go make change things it's more like maybe you can capture the essence of the character by putting them in a, an imaginary scenario mm. for example if you want to make a biopic about um queen and freddie mercury mm -hmm. that one totally misses all the facts they make it seem like he had a diagnosis of hiv aids earlier and he came back at live aid but actually that didn't happen. That was just made up for the story. They, they totally threw around the facts there to get that Hollywood ending mm -hmm. for that film. That, that's betrayal of his, of his life. My thing is like, why don't you have it where Freddie Mercury, I know when he goes to, again, this might be again fraught with danger, but just, just an example for the purpose of this discussion. Mm -hmm. He's in rock and roll heaven and he meets Elvis and he meets, um, I don't know, some, someone else who's famous. Prince comes along as well and they're all together and they go on adventure in rock and roll heaven. And so you're not actually, you're totally disregarding any of the facts of his life. Like you're not trying to rearrange that, but you're getting mm -hmm. the essence of the character and you can show these characters an imaginary scenario. Maybe you get closer to what's going on there. That, that's the sort of thing I'm saying. Yeah. Even something like, like Elvis, recent movie with Baz Luhrmann, that is very obviously Baz Luhrmann's take on Elvis. It's like a, a big movie montage it's like a dj he's remixing elvis's life mm -hmm. and maybe that it falls into some of the same traps here about using elvis's real pain for the purposes of an entertainment story and a baz Luhrmann story yeah but i don't feel like it is relishing the pain and, and suffering someone actually went through which was what marilyn happened to marilyn monroe in this film not to mention the fact that they they make up things that just to make it worse for her life like Obviously, she had a terrible life in, in some aspects, and she was exploited. But just go with that. Don't don't make up that JFK raped her repeatedly, like what this film was that suggests. So he and then and show it so graphically as well. And he like physically assaults her as well. He's mm -hmm. abusive towards her. Why? Why are we doing that to someone who's not here and can no longer? you know, fend for themselves in terms of say, hey, that, that wasn't me. Don't you think we have a responsibility to people who have died, who are in the public eye, to represent their life and their, their work and their legacy 
truthfully. Yeah, like, you don't have to show them, they don't have to lie about them and make them into great people just no. because they passed away. But I think there has to be a sort of a factual element to what's going on. It's sort of... And so in this in this film, they could have just made it about another character called Amy Jane or something who was not Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Who is maybe going through similar things in it, and it's about what they went through. But there's what you invite is the comparisons to what really happened mm-hmm. when you when you make it a, an actual biopic. I was thinking that when I was watching it, why don't we just make it a different, an actress who's going through the same struggles and we have those allegories and homages to what we know happened mm. to Marilyn. I think that would have been more tasteful and probably more It would effective. have been a step further to, to better, yeah. Yeah. This film is three hours long um, and I made the mistake of stopping it halfway through because I just couldn't, I needed a break and I really didn't want to finish the other half. I think the the length of it, for me, contributed towards this drawn-out feeling of exploitation. And it sort of made me think about the discussion that went around about the Pam and Tommy show, where, again, another show that you're taking Pamela Anderson's real pain and trauma and her abusive relationship and essentially doing it again, re-traumatising her. Mm-hmm. For fun, for entertainment purposes. Yeah. And there are two – this whole film is disgusting, but there are two moments in particular. She goes to have the abortion and the camera is like inside of her vagina and we see a speculum going to her vagina twice in two separate shots. Why is that shot even in this film? How did the studio not say – that's too much. Like, that is disgusting. It really angers me that that made its way into this. And I know the purpose of it is, look, she's being violated. How awful was this? Mm. So we'll do it again. Yeah, so yeah. we'll do it again. What? That undercuts also, your whole message. There's no evidence yet, there's no evidence yet about abortion, so <laughs> exactly. it's made up for the that thing. doesn't matter. Yeah. Also, Did you say, whole... was that... You said there were two times. Was it that twice or was it something else? No, it was that twice. Okay. And there's also this whole storyline about her being in a threesome, right, with um, Charlie Chaplin's son, I think. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who the other Mm -hmm. guy was. Someone else's. Eddie Robinson's son. That's it. another actor. Um, That never happened, apparently. Yeah, it seems like that was made up. And again, if you're going to make it up, make it up with a, a new character. Not this person, who you who are trying to say Israel, but also winking and saying no, she this is all made up. It just seems like it's a bit of a bit of a faff to do that. Yeah. Um, I will say that Adrian Brody is pretty good in this film. Yes, he is as Arthur Miller. Uh, well, the playwright, but actually Arthur Miller, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I thought he's interesting. Not. He's a good performance, like like you expect from Major and Brody. Mm. And Bobby Cannavale, always liked as well, but he doesn't get a huge lot to do here and is just a, he's not a very nice person by the looks of it, no. if we believe the depiction here. Um, but it just feels like she was, they were defining her again and again through her trauma, through her womanhood. Mm-hmm. All she wanted to do was have children, it seems. Yeah. And then because she couldn't have them and decided to have abortions to further her career, that was like 
the, the mortal sin she she committed is what the film was trying to get at i think or the fact that we think that is we're the problem i don't really understand i just feel like everyone involved in this film just doesn't seem to have that sense of um perspective or understanding like i'm just saying a quote here from anna who says that you know he want the director wanted the world to experience what it actually felt like to not only be Marilyn but also Norma Jean. I found that to be the most daring, unapologetic, and feminist take on her story that I had ever seen. Anna, yeah. know about that? I don't know if she should have been involved in this film. To be honest, mm. it reminded me like when I was watching this. I actually think My Week with Marilyn, which I don't think we loved, but. I feel like that did maybe a better job of explaining this sort of push and pull relationship she had between her true self and this sort of on-screen persona that she had mm. for the public and how that took its toll on her mental health and um, the struggle that she faced because she had so she was so smart and so cutting and was constantly let down, belittled, um, made smaller by everyone around her and like as I said that movie isn't like great it's not great but at least it doesn't do this mm. yeah it doesn't seem to exploit her further and further and as I was saying before when you're making a film about someone who's, who's passed away or even even any life real life figure even if they're still alive I'm not saying you have to have a certain amount of respect for them I think of something like the social network doesn't seem like it has a huge degree of respect for Mark Zuckerberg mm. or even an extreme example um the death of Stalin Armando Iannucci I'm not his film was very black comedy none yes. of that really <laughs> happened but and there's no respect there shown for Stalin and the rest of the the Soviets in that movie but the point of this film I, I think on one level it was saying she deserved more respect and she was let down in her life so maybe the film itself should also show her respect rather than re-traumatizing her. Well, that's what I'm saying about he you know undercuts I mean? his own message because he's like, mm. I want you to think that she is smart and capable and that she was let down, but I'm only going to show you her being let down and I'm going to exploit her further and mm. you're just going to have to assume that that's what I mean, even though I'm not going to put any effort into that at all. In fact, I'm going to put effort yeah. into the exact opposite message. And like if the point is that she went through all this trauma to have audiences love her. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe some of the films should be about, and then, you know, we're the, we're, the, we're the real criminals because we're making her go through this trauma just so we can have her to look at and be, and mm-hmm. be turned on by her or laugh at her when she's in the comedy roles or whatever. As we say before, it doesn't, there's no, no, no attempt to make her sexy or to make her funny or to seem like no. us, the audience, are enjoying her at all. Because then if the point is to turn the finger back on us to show, hey, actually, you're the problem here. No, I feel like you're the problem here because yeah. you're the one putting her through this again. And the point is not being made that if that is the point that, that is being attempted to be, to be made. Also, I feel like that's like, it's a cop-out, right? It's like, well, you're exploiting her too because you're watching my film. It's like, well, yeah, I wouldn't be exploiting her if you didn't film this. Like, <laughs> I just mm. feel like it just hates me so much. So my thing as well is that the best advice I got when I was at film school about directing really explained it and really clarifies what directing should be. It's a series of consistent choices. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are many consistent choices in this film. On the on the very technical level, 
the the aspect ratio and the coloring changes seemingly from scene to scene. Yeah, lots of black and white. Yeah, and then next minute it's it's widescreen and it's in color. Mm-hmm. I I feel like maybe just pick a lane. Yeah, I think he was trying. And to again, maybe I'm not. Well, I'm not smart enough to realize what every change meant, perhaps, or whatever, but it just felt like it was a kaleidoscope, but the effect was actually dulled down after time because everything is changing all the time. It didn't feel consistent in that sense. Mm-hmm. I agree. It wasn't like just the past was in black and white and then the present was in color. It, there were things in the present that were in black and white. and I don't know if it yeah, was no, like I think... moments where she was performing, they did that so that it it could be like performing yeah, well, in real they life, I mean. Trying... They were trying to recreate images, famous images of yes, her, yeah. and using the same style of the time. I, that, I get that. I mean, that's something, I guess, but it, it didn't feel like there was much point to it. No, I agree. One thing I'll say, though, is I, I didn't realise how many famous images of her that I just knew. Mm. I realised when they were recreating it, like, oh, that's her on the couch, or that's her in the field. Like, I, I kind of, I knew what they were getting at, even though yeah. I perhaps wouldn't have been able to pick those or describe them I was like oh okay this is evoking something in me i've seen this picture of her at some point in her life mm-hmm. for sure hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another thing I hated about this film and another way that she was made to suffer unnecessarily, the letters. So. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. I don't think any of this is true. Basically, she didn't no. know who her dad was, and her mum told her that his, her dad was like some famous actor or something, right? And yeah, Clark he, Gable was the picture, I think. Yes. He writes her letters throughout the film talking about how disgusted and disappointed he is in her, which is just, you know, abusive parental relationship. Um, and then it turns out that it was supposedly one of the guys she was in the threesome with, someone who loved her and cared for her and was supposed to be supporting her. Why even have that? Why have a fake father mm. figure tell her how disgusted he was in her? Why is that even on film? I feel like posterity is important. And I know in art, like, things are changed and manipulated and a film of a biopic is still not the truth of what happened, even if it's a straight film, because it's always a representation, right? And I, I get all that. I get all that. But I just, again, this responsibility to take care of people who we can now see were treated so miserably. I just feel really saddened that someone in the world thought that, well, multiple people in the world thought that this film was okay to make. Mm. That makes me really sad. Yeah. And I think 
they're all trying to tell themselves that they're actually being the, the feminist and the progressive ones here, but no, very misguided, very misguided film. Is, is the idea that if she just had a dad, she would have been okay? Or if she just had babies, she would have been okay? I, essentially. Like the daddy she issues dies, she, thing. Yeah, so you've got daddy issues, that's apparently in the film. And then when she dies, her dad welcomes her to heaven. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. It's truly disgusting. <laughs> I can't even and believe Oh, God. Yeah. To go back to the bit where the, the baby's talking to her and the fetus is talking to her. Mm-hmm. And the fetus like, don't, don't do it to me again. Like, that's not how it works. Yeah, and she's like, you're a different baby. And it's like, no, I'm the same baby. It's always been me. What are we doing? What are we doing? Genuinely, <laughs> I don't understand. And I just, this whole thing of like, oh, daddy never loved me, so I'm going to call all my lovers daddy and be a good girl for them. It's like, mm-hmm. that just seems like the most cliched, disgusting like derogatory way of portraying her and her sexuality Mm. and again it's not even focusing on her it's focusing on the effects that a man had on her Uh (sighs) not to mention doing that that sort of abortion storyline in america at the moment after the Mm -hmm. i mean i know the film was probably was made it's only been released now but still i just can't get over it 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 makes it clearer to see how a decision like that could have been made when things like this exist. Oh, definitely, yeah. And yeah, not to mention, in real life, she didn't have abortions. It seems like she had miscarriages. Mm. So again, taking real life trauma and making it worse mm-hmm. just for the the film to really pity her, unjustified. Oof. I hate everything about it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I genuinely like I don't know if we're up to rating time but my rating is zero stars I'm, it's disgusting do not watch it I just can't get over it there's not many films we watch on here that we don't recommend at least some part of it but I wouldn't hey wouldn't recommend watching this at all no who's this director what's his story it's Andrew Dominique Australian did Chopper Right. Did the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. The longest film that's ever been made in the history of the world, yep. <laughs> Did a bit of Mindhunter as well. Mm. He hasn't yeah. done a lot. He's only done four feature films. Yeah, and this, he was trying to get this made for years and years. I think um, mm. various people are going to be. I think Naomi Watts is going to be at one stage. Jessica Chastain was, was attached at some point. What gives you the right, sir? Why do you feel so entitled that you have the right to tell this story in this mm. way? I think if you I wouldn't watch this, maybe we should go back and watch some actual Marilyn Monroe films to get an appreciation yes. of her art. I think that would be a good idea. Oh, well, that's not like it hot. Sorry, this film does is it takes like moments in the films that she's making and like mm. turns them into, oh, she's reliving her trauma in this moment. And you can see it in this clip because she pauses too long. And I just feel like mm-hmm. that is totally like adding this effect to her. Like, yes, she was involved in the method with Lee and the group theater and everything. Mm. So she probably did have some of those moments. But I just feel like adding that on as a layer of meaning to a film that you're looking at retrospectively does her a disservice as an actress. 
It's saying she's only a good actress because she had all this trauma that she could draw on. When I think that's really unfair. Hmm. No, I think that that's definitely true. It. I think I, saw, I don't know where it was now. Was some I was reading. I sent you a few reviews of this that were mm. pretty disgusting. Um. Well, talking about how disgusting it was, and I was saying that she's actually such a good actor that people didn't realize she was acting. Yes. Yes. They, they think she she was just this dumb blonde in real life when actually that was a performance that she was, was all doing. Performance. Yeah. It's a bit too clever for us all. Yeah. Well, clearly they've missed that that whole point in this mm. film. Yeah. They think, think so. she was like that all the time. Yeah. Um, on a, on a slightly positive note, I want to know we can end on. I was just um thinking. I, I liked that movie, My Week Marilyn, back when it came out. Mm. I thought it was okay. It was pretty good. Um, I always thought it was funny because that that premise of that film, as I remember, was that there's this like assistant who's helping her when she's in the UK, right? Yeah. During a filmmaking. And they sort of have some sort of emotional affair or emotional connection during that. Mm-hmm. I always thought it'd be funny to make a follow-up film where it's about somebody who was doing that for Michelle Williams while she was playing the role. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> and then, then the next, obviously the next one is then someone who is, whoever plays her in that film, someone else is having an emotional affair with her while they're making the, the biopic. My week Michelle, my week with and Alice, whoever the next person is. And then we keep what going. Yeah. Ten film series. Yeah. You have like a whole, yeah, <laughs> that could be cool. I did think of one last thing I wanted to say. Um, mm. I hope it doesn't drag us back down too much. But this film details a lot of her like psychotic break and essentially is like, oh, she's hallucinating, she's going crazy, she's ripping earrings out of her ear, she can't mm-hmm. function unless Marilyn is there because Marilyn is what's guiding her through. So her hair and makeup artist comes and makes her be like Marilyn again. And she has, mm. like, this sort of portrayed as this split personality thing going on, which, again, is there any evidence to say that she had a psychotic break? Did she, like, I know she struggled a lot with mental health and depression and she obviously had a lot of trauma. But, again, I just feel like the film is painting her as a quote-unquote crazy person without mm. treating her with any empathy when she's going through that and how hard it is for her. It's, oh, she's having a tough time, but don't worry, Marilyn will come in to save the day. But I didn't like that. No, 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 no there's some of the point there is that there was Norma Jean, the real person, and Marilyn, everyone else yeah. wanted. But does it kind of sloppily and to a disservice to her. Yeah. Takes away her agency and perhaps creating the persona, as we just mentioned, rather than... Mm-hmm. Yeah, making it more of a yeah, psychotic thing. Just a quick line here from a review. Uh, this is from IndieWire. It says, Dominic critiques the world for reducing his subject down to her top-line assets and then treats her in exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. His Marilyn is a sexy, breathy, blonde with daddy issues, and that's all, folks. Basically. Well said. I feel like I need to, like, cleanse myself after watching this film. I feel, like, I feel mm-hmm. dirty. Yeah, that's it. Like, I'm, I'm not against having like sex scenes or, or you know, even depicting things that are tough in films. But yeah, this one did sort of. You walk away from it. You're like, oh, this is not. Yeah, doing it a shower after this is just not a good one to watch. Just hurt. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to give it a rating. I don't know about you. I don't think we we, no. we should rate it. Don't there is any reason to. No. Yeah. I don't think I could find one redeemable thing about this. Like people are, are praising her performance at least in this film. 
I don't think it was a very good portrayal of Marilyn. So I think she was completely miscast and it's a shame because we love Anna and we love everything we've seen her in. But this was just completely missed the mark. Yeah, unfortunately. So hopefully you just watch this, listen to this episode rather than watching the film. Don't recommend it. Yeah. But maybe watch it so you can know what we're talking about, but also don't bother. Well, we're going to watch some of her films, right? You mentioned Some Life at Hot. Yeah, we watched that. Loved that. that was I wanted to see The Misfits for a while. What's the last one she did? Mm. Arthur Miller wrote it for her. Yeah. Gentleman Fred Blondes. We've done that. We've seen that, haven't we? I haven't. Maybe I have. It was a good good reason to, to go out. Yeah. Celebrate her as a person. Celebrate yeah. her work rather than get bogged down in her trauma and then further exploit her. Yes, indeed. Okay, well, thank you very much for listening. We've got other podcasts where we're generally uh, supportive of films because we like them, but not this time. Hopefully next week we'll be back to liking movies. <laughs> That's right. I'm um, happy to you to come on to Twitter and have a chat to us about it. Um, yeah. Also, maybe don't, but this one, maybe just we'll move on, pretend yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. 